if you're really not motivated, then you're not going to make the change. You know, I have a lot of clients who will say to me, oh, you know, how come I'm able to do this now? And I, I couldn't do it five years ago, 10 years ago. And my answer always is, you aren't ready. Want to know how to get your spouse motivated? Dr. Karen Sherman has answers. Stay tuned. We have a ridiculous limited time wine club special going on right now. Go ahead, open your browser while you're listening to this. Visit hitchmag.com and click the wine club link to find out the details. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com. I am again joined with the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hello, Steve. So, Karen, uh, if you are tuning in for the first time, is a practicing psychologist and relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Um, she is also is the host of her own radio show called Empowered Relationships on the Sex Talk Radio Network. And she has an audio program out f- uh, that will help couples manage their conflicts uh, called From Fight to Foreplay. And you can get that information at fromfighttoforeplay.com. And we'll give uh, a little more detail at the very end of this episode. But uh, we are going to spend the next two, 15, 20 minutes or so talking about how you can motivate your spouse Um we actually see this a lot on our website. By the way, I apologize for the squeaky chair. Uh, we talk about this a lot uh, uh, or see this a lot on our website where uh, people are searching, looking for information about getting their spouse motivated out of some sort of rut. Um, and we all go into marriage with such promise for the future, but sometimes we will fall into one of those ruts um, and fail to move forward or progress what can you do if you see your spouse really isn't motivated to do anything um, except you know, doing the bare minimum on a, on a day-to-day basis, Karen, assuming, by the way, that there is some greater aspiration that you guys have? There's nothing wrong with just you know, taking one day at a time as it comes, but uh, you know, we're talking to those people who have higher – have their sights set a little bit higher and their spouse just isn't moving. Well, you know, I, I don't want to end this episode quickly, so we're going we're gonna to discuss it. But I think first, <laughs> what I do want to say is that in reality, you don't have a right to change somebody else or control somebody else. So we're going to talk about how we can encourage somebody, okay. but we can't speak about, you know, how you're going to motivate them. So we're going to talk about how you can encourage somebody. Well, that's, uh, that's okay. Okay, right. but I, I want to jump in really quick. So you say that we can't... Um you can't motivate somebody, but you know, when you, when you get married, usually when you get married, you are talking about your dreams, what you guys want to do, what your plans are. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, just a couple years into the marriage, uh, couples just get in these ruts where they're doing all they can to go to, go to their job, work tons of hours, come home exhausted, sit in front of the TV, Eat a, eat a meal and then go to bed and then recycle the next day. Right. Okay. 
Okay. So I think that the first thing we have to do is look at why there is a lack of motivation. It could be for any number of reasons. Um, you know, one of the things might be very simply, and a lot of people don't realize this, it could be your diet. It could actually be that the things that you're eating um, are weighing you down. And I, I didn't mean that pun, but, um, it, you know, it, it really could be that, let's say, if your life is very stressed, let's say, and you're eating on the run, and you're eating a lot of carbs, and you're not eating properly, that could actually have a psychological effect on you where it could be depressing you and it could be hurting your motivation. Um, it could be a medical issue where you could, your thyroid could be um, not working effectively and that could be affecting your motivation. So I would look to those things, you know, and eliminate them because those are easy to eliminate first. Yeah. Um, you might even, you know, look to see if somebody is a little bit depressed because certainly one of the symptoms of depression is a lack of motivation. So, you know, I mean, if you know me well enough, you know what's coming over my mouth next <laughs> is that you have to sit down and have a bit of a talk. Uh -huh. uh, you know, I've noticed that, you know, you had said that this was something you were anxious to do or this was something you wanted to go after. And it seems like you're having a little trouble with that. Have you noticed that also? You know, am, am I picking that up correctly? Mm -hmm. uh, let's look at what it possibly could be. And, I, and that would be where I would start. Okay. okay. Sort of as a, um, you know, an awareness. You can't change something if you're not aware. Mm -hmm. And then sort of like on a fact finding. Yeah. And, you know, sort of eliminate those other things that might be easy to check out and then go from there. Yeah. I'm I'm really glad you brought up diet um because I it's funny because we think um we live in such a food culture now with uh celebrity chefs and all this other stuff that we think of food as like this indulgent thing that we and I and I'm a total foodie as you, as anybody who's listened to this knows. Um but I also like to think of food as medicine where mm -hmm. you can take it and feel better just by eating certain foods. Mm -hmm. um, and you're right. When, you, when you put, you're putting the wrong fuel in your body, you're going to sputter. Um, and I think we forget that sometimes. And a lot of this goes into that, um, that lifestyle cycle that people can fall into. I, I gave that scenario at the, at the beginning. And when you're in a rush, when you're exhausted from work at the end of the day, sometimes the easiest thing to put in your body is – uh, not the best. <laughs> um, so all you're doing is spiraling downward because now you're exhausted and then you're putting food into your system that's going to not give you any more energy. It's actually going to suck it out of you. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and the other thing I, I, I think about too is um, lifestyle changes um, where you know a lot of couples will – Particularly in you know current demographics show this they're they're waiting longer to get married because of they're going to college first getting their education maybe even starting their career and then they're getting married uh, and if you guys had been courting during that college phase um, you had this particular lifestyle where you may have figured out the way to work it um, but once you then go into like this nine to five job or whatever it may be. 
um, that your lifestyle shifts and you haven't appropriately accommodated for it and you might not be getting as much sleep or, you know, whatever that case may be. Um, not to mention other factors that you mentioned and, and age will also sap <laughs> a little bit of energy added, out of the bucket. So there's a lot of things. I was working with a couple last night who was talking about exactly what you just said, that in their early years, their life was so easy. They enjoyed each other so much. And, you know, as they describe what they're going through now, I said, you know, what you're describing is your life's not easy anymore. It's, it's what's typical of after you've gotten married and you're working hard and you've got a couple of kids, your life is not easy anymore. So it's exactly what you were saying. And all of that, you know, saps your energy. Um, but, okay, so, so now let's say that, you know, um, you're working hard to support your family. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps some of those dreams and aspirations sort of take a back burner um, because all of a sudden it's more important to be able to support your family. Yeah. You just don't have the energy to do that, you know, that other thing. So, you know, how do you get back on track? Well, the first thing I would imagine is that you want to really, as a mate, be a cheerleader. Um, you, you want to be able to, first of all, what, you know, going back to my original statement about you can't change somebody else. Mm-hmm. So rather than suggesting to your mate, do this or do that or be this or be that, you want to encourage who your mate actually is. There's actually a term for this called the Michelangelo effect. And research has indicated that when you can bring out your mate's best traits and help them um, become more of who they are, like helping them to sculpt who they are, Mm -hmm. that is better for the marriage and that will really encourage them to, um, you know, uh, really thrive and, and, you know, flourish to a greater degree. So I'm assuming then, Karen, that um, if you're going to sculpt your spouse um, by introducing the proper motivation um, because you can't change them, but you can encourage them, as you said. Uh, If you're going to encourage them, I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of goal that you're encouraging them for uh, or toward um, so that that there's purpose in their action. Um, How – like – how far out, I guess, should people set their sights? Like what – if you're doing this goal planning, should you plan for like this is our week's plan, this is our month's plan, this is our lifetime plan? Um, can you plan too far ahead? Well, I, first of all, I think it depends on the people and you know involved in the couple. I remember years ago uh, when I was in graduate school, I had a project to do and I was supposed to interview couples and I went over to interview my friends and I asked them about their five-year plan and their 10-year plan, and they looked at each other and they, they laughed. They had not even thought about anything like that. Whereas if you ask my husband and I about our plans, I mean, we can talk to you about our funerals. <laughs> okay? um, so it depends on the particular couple. That being said, um, from a behavioral point of view, you don't ever want to take a goal and reach for... Uh, you know, the final point. You want to take a goal and then you want to break it up and have then aspire for little pieces because otherwise it just gets too big. So, you know, let's say the person says, well, I want to be able to, um, I don't know, uh, you know, 
change my career. And that's going to take uh, some schooling. Mm -hmm. So what you might want to do is say, okay, fine. You know, that's great. Let's look into what it is that kind of schooling you need. And, you know, um, let's find out how you can go about doing that. And, and maybe you'll take one course at a time. And you do it piecemeal. So you take this large goal and you chunk it up and then you go after it piece by piece. Now, along the way, what you want to do is you want to reinforce yourself and your mate with praise, maybe with, you know, even little, you know, um, rewards of, you know, we'll go on uh, a date or we'll go on a little vacation if you can afford it or whatever. But you want to reinforce as you're meeting your mini goals because that makes you, you know, feel good and yeah. you want to keep going. So, so if you're trying to get to the second floor, focus on what you need to do in that first step and then focus on the second step and then the third step. And then before long, you're standing on that second floor. Exactly. Because otherwise it's just too big and it becomes overwhelming. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so there's the part of then having that conversation, uh, if we're going to encourage our spouse, getting them to listen. Um, but as you mentioned, you can't force anybody to change, uh, but how like are there things you can say or is, is there a way that you can encourage that doesn't just get them to hear what you're saying like I'm unhappy with standing still or with your standing still here I think we need to like progress a little bit um, so I, I guess what I'm getting at is how can you turn that encouragement into action when there is inaction I guess that you know if you sat down and you said you know do you remember back when we were starting out, we talked about, blah, blah, blah. you know, I was thinking there's a part of me that would still really like to be able to do that. And I'm sort of wondering, do you ever think about that also? You know, do you think there's any way we could do that? You know, so it's brought up in a way that isn't obviously a put down, mm -hmm. but, you know, sort of like getting um, an interest, um, sort of... Um, you know, getting them excited, but you don't want to go overboard because the person might feel like, whoa, you know, uh, too much, too much. Just sort of saying, gee, you know, does it sound like something we could ever do? You know, you know, maybe it wouldn't be exactly the way we spoke about it, but, you know, maybe we could, maybe we could try a variation of it or, you know, whatever. That's if it was a dream you had together. If it's something that the person had say, you know, it's really not too late, you know, you know, it's okay if, if you give that a shot. It might not be exactly the way you thought about it, but I know that this is something that's been itching you for so long. And, and we're okay now. The family's okay. We can support this kind of a thing for you to give it a try. You know, what do you think about it? But, you know, you notice I'm always leaving it like, you know, here's something I'm thinking. What do you think about it? Not like, you have to do this. You have to do this yeah. now. Um, so it's just where you sort of throw it out there, you tickle it, you know, like give it some thought, let's, let's revisit this. And then it gets the person sort of, um, at least in, in the mood to explore it with you. Yeah. Okay. So you're not, basically you're not attacking them for not living up to like expectations, you're oh. not, <laughs> you know, because I, you know, we, 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 we laugh at this, but I know that happens, right? Like I know people are can come in through the door and scream at their spouse because they don't feel like they're doing they're they're holding up their end of the bargain, you know. For sure. 
For sure. Uh, you know, it's uh, interesting. I have a personal little story. This is um, this is not a big thing, um, but it is like an example of how my my wife has motivated me. So, um, you know, over the conversations over the years, I had mentioned to her how I always wanted to learn to play the piano. Um, and so, a couple years ago, she got me this uh, digital keyboard that plugs into the computer, um, where I could like do lessons on my. Uh, from my computer on this keyboard and you know i got it and i was excited and very um grateful that she even remembered the conversation that we had about this um and i did some lessons uh on online and you know uh but it was like it was one of those things where i always found other things um to take up my time uh you know working on hitched or whatever right and uh and so then it started collecting dust so then the next year uh for christmas she um surprised me with uh lessons uh-huh um and the funny thing about it is she knows me really well obviously um and she knows how to motivate me and so she knew that if i was going to be responsible to somebody else um, and I had to show them what I was made of, right? Like if I had to show them how hard I work, uh, mm-hmm. that would motivate me to start playing more frequently. And if nothing else, I would at least get – I was committed to this at least once a week to do my lesson. Uh-huh. Um, and I got to tell you, it worked amazingly well. So I am um, – you know, I'm like six months into this thing and I practice a couple times a week now and not for a very long time, whenever I can squeeze in time, but for the purpose of not wanting to disappoint my teacher, uh, uh-huh. because I want them to know, like, I, I do my homework. I work hard. I, you know, and my wife knew that about me. And so she used that to encourage smart. me. Yeah. And, and it was smart too, because it was something that I wanted. It's not, she didn't want this. She doesn't, I mean, she wants me to be happy, but it was something that I wanted to express to her and she found the proper way to motivate me to do it. Right. Right. Very smart. Very smart. But you see what you're really saying is that number one, she is honing in on what you want. She's listening carefully so that she um, knows what will work for you. What she did, Steve, is she really tuned into you. She was able not to say, oh, I think you should be taking drum lessons. She knew that you wanted to learn piano. She uh, was obviously very tuned into your you know, personality and was aware of the fact that if you had lessons and had a report to somebody, that that would help you know, um, actually make you um, accountable to somebody. Um, so this is a woman... This is a partner who really um, is is really in tune with you, and and that's fabulous. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, she's. A, I'm she's... expecting a little. Could you do a little concerto for us at this moment? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll edit in something. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, let's say that you're. Um, your your spouse is is making the efforts um and but they they feel like they're spinning their wheels um do you have any tips on being that coach in their corner uh yeah i think that you know i think my thing that that i tell people all the time in my practice is that change is not a constant uphill it really is more like a spiral so you go up 
and then it comes down, it slides down a little bit, and then you go up, and then it slides down a little bit. So I think that, you know, as the coach, you have to say to the person, you know, listen, don't expect that it's going to be all perfect all the time. It's perfectly okay for you to have a little slip. Keep going. I'm so proud of you. I can't believe, you know, that you're doing this. It's, you know, it's fine. Now, on the other hand, if after a while the person just isn't getting anywhere, so then you say, you know, I'm so proud of you that you tried this. This is something you wanted to do. You tried it. And, you know, you, you had the opportunity to try something that was different or that was something new for you. And that's great. There were lessons that you learned. There's, there's no regrets here. It's fine. And so either way, you come out as a winner. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to, oh, see, another project you tried and, you know, it didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the last question here. So um, uh, we, we've we been putting this on one spouse, um, but sometimes life gobbles us all up and you can look in the mirror one morning and find that you don't have motivation either. Neither you or your spouse are motivated to really do much uh, other than just try to get by today and then the next morning it's going to be trying to get by tomorrow. Um, if you if you do wake up one morning, you look in the mirror, you see that I don't like where I'm at. I, I want to uh, have these goals. I want to work toward these goals. I just can't get that jump start. Is it time to, to – to, get a motivational coach? Is it time to watch some online videos with some motivation talks? Like, what do you, what do you think, um, what would be that first step for somebody who is really just like, I, I need to make a change. Uh, my spouse needs to make a change, but neither of us have the, the umph right now in our lives to, to push either the, either the other person. Well, my gut feeling is that if you're really not motivated then you're not going to make the change. You know, I have a lot of clients who will say to me, oh, you know, how come I'm able to do this now? And I, I couldn't do it five years ago, 10 years ago. And my answer always is, you aren't ready. Um, I think that you might be better off that if you just don't feel it, you're better off saying, okay, now is just not the right time for me and flowing with that. Um, if you feel, okay, I'm ready, you know, when you bring up motivational coach or reading uh, a motivational book or whatever, those are tools to use once you decide to take action. And then you have to decide what is the best method to, for me to use in order for me to be, you know, to learn what I have to learn. Mm -hmm. And it's going to depend on who you are as a person as to what will work for you. But truly, I think if you're not motivated, you can use the best coach in the world and you're probably not going to get yourself motivated. Okay. And I don't mean to be a downer about that. (laughs) I'm trying to save people money. Um, you know, again, because it's all going to depend on whether you want to take action. You know, I tell a lot of my clients, there are some people who think I'm the best therapist, you know, since sliced bread. And there are other people who wouldn't give you a nickel for me. And it's not me who's different. It's whether the person really wants to make change. Mm. That's interesting because you hear that a lot, particularly when you talk about therapy. 
um, where couples go in and they're trying to save a relationship and, and you hear the stories all the time of like, well, they didn't, they're just walking through the steps. They're, they don't really care to right. save the relationship. And it's like, well, good luck trying to save it if they don't want to. Exactly. So this is the same thing, you yeah. know? So rather than force yourself, which is just going to frustrate you, you know, why do it? I remember, and you probably have a similar experience somewhere. I remember when I was studying for my comprehensive exams in um, graduate school, there would be days where I just didn't want to study. And I knew that on those days I was wasting my time. I would sit there and look at the book and the book would look at me and, and hours would pass. And I knew that on those days just to, to let it go because I wasn't going to get anything done anyway. I I do that um, with my writing a lot. Mm-hmm. So I first off, I hate wasting time. I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like to always be um, productive in pretty much anything that I'm doing all day long until I go to bed. Yeah. And then even then, it's like I go to bed, and as soon as I'm awake, I get out of bed so I can start getting stuff done. But mm-hmm. When I'm writing, for example, if I'm finding that I'm just I'm just struggling, I can't get the words down, I'm I'm having a hard time focusing or whatever it may be, I'll go for a run at that point because I need to get my exercise in because that's part of my daily routine. And so I will just go ahead and do that because I I need to get it done. And a lot of times just that time away will then spark those ideas that I need so when I do come back or maybe I've gotten out some of that energy that was preventing me from being able to focus yes. or whatever the case may be. Um, so yeah, I, 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 same thing with that. You, you mentioned, I have learned that if I'm not being productive at something, I move on to the next thing and then I'll come back to it. Right. Exactly. And, and as you said, Steve, the exercise really is a great way to release some of that, um, stuck energy. So uh, that I'm really glad you brought that up because that's a very good tip. Well, there you go. Let's end it on that. It's very, it's very, uh, it's not very often that I get the last tip of the day. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, thank you so much, Karen. This was this was fun. You weren't you weren't sure at the very beginning, but we I think we did a pretty darn good job on this one. You motivated me. <laughs> Excellent. I encouraged you. <laughs> Uh, so I want to remind everybody before you uh, log off here. Oh, actually, before that, I want to mention that um, I'm going to try something. I want to try launching a little hashtag campaign here. Um, Ask Hitched. And you can use this on uh, specifically Twitter. Let's just start there. Um, and if you have a question for us, write a question and just include the hashtag Ask Hitched. Um, and we will uh, we'll follow that hashtag and, and see what we get. And if you have a question for us that we can answer, uh, we'll see if we can get it on air for you guys. Um, so let us know what you think. And, of course, you can always at reply us, too, uh, if you want to make sure that we see it. Um, but let's start there. Ask Hitched. Um, but other than that, let's uh, let's go through the uh, the roll call here. Uh, so Karen is a relationship expert, a um a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 25 years. Um, as I mentioned at the top, she has her own show. It's the Empowered Relationships Show on the Sex Talk Radio Network, where Karen and her guests explore the ways to unstuck your relationships. Uh, she has also uh, put together this really great audio program that will help couples manage their conflicts well. It is called From Fight to Foreplay, and you can find that information at 
from fighttoforeplay.com. You can also find Karen at her other website, drkarensherman.com. We have this information up at our website, hitchedmag.com. And as I mentioned, you can find us on Twitter. Remember to use the hashtag AskHitched. Uh, You can find us on Facebook, uh, Twitter, Tumblr, Pinterest, Instagram, Google+. We are there waiting for you to answer your questions. Um, And this is also, those social networks are an easy way for us to get you the information. Uh, So if, you know, just follow us for no other reason that it's an easy way to find this information without actually having to come to the site every day. So um, not that I don't encourage you to come to the site every day. That is uh, an easy thing to do, a very passive way to get this marriage relationship advice. So check that out, and uh, until next time, thanks once again, Karen. Thank you, Steve. All right, that's going to do it for us. Take care, everybody. We're on top of the world.